Troy Books is an independent publisher specializing in traditions of operative magic, ceremonial occultism, witchcraft, regional folklore, and costume. Troy Books is deeply committed to an ethos of beauty, quality, and accessibility, ensuring that the titles are available in a range of formats suited to the various requirements from unlimited paperbacks and hardcover bindings to limited editions and fine craftsman bound editions. American customers can now order Troy Books in paperback editions directly from Troy Books, printed, bound, and shipped directly within the US, thus eliminating the weight and extra expense of having books shipped from the UK. Visit us at troybooks.co.uk and read books from one of the world's most respected occult and esoteric publishers who is proud to work within talented, established, and emerging authors and artists, each dedicated to their own field. When the Museum of Witchcraft and Magic in Boscastle obtained the Ritual Elderman's collection in 2000, they start to categorize the objects and manuscripts, but soon encounter a lingual problem. Most of the text was in Dutch or German, so assistance of a Dutch-speaking researcher was needed. In 2003, Tensel Bodman traveled from Amsterdam to Boscastle to work for three months on the creation of a database. Bodwin encountered the Gnome manuscript and recognized the importance it might have for Dutch folklore and contacted the Mitterns Institute in Amsterdam. Scans of the manuscript were made and sent to Amsterdam, where they became the focus of a literary study by Menon Ter Hofstede. In this, she compares the Gnome world of Eldermans with the world of Hobbits in the works of J.R.R. Tolkien. Her thesis supervisor, Professor Dr. Theo Mather, suggested a comparative study, Rian Portlet's book on gnomes. But being a study of literature, the university suggested a more literary work, being Tolkien's The Hobbit. The choice for this subject is remarkable, which Ter Oftenstead also acknowledged in her conclusion. It might have been better to compare Elderman's work to the folklore studies of J.R.W. Sinninger, or to compare Elderman's notes on gnomes to the English folklore on little people. By comparing gnomes to fictional characters, as Tolkien's hobbits are, you might consider the gnome a fictional character, while some people swear that they had encountered gnomes on long walks in the forest or have known someone who has seen gnomes and is convinced they are real. No one has seen a hobbit or even discussed their fictional origins. Menninter Ofsted hasn't been willing to comment on her thesis in the course of research on Eldermans, probably because she has been approached by some researchers who were interested in information Eldermans might have had concerning a cult in the Roundhouse, one mile south of Nunspeet. One of these researchers was Franz van Nopen, who published an article on Eldermans in August 2015. This article, most erroneous in nature, also mentions the gnome investigation of Eldermans. The two pages don't mention any new information besides a drawing of Louise Eldermans, which was found with a series of photographs of Ariat Herman in a book they bought with an ex libris of John Eldermans. However, it doesn't explain that his gnome fascination wasn't a secret to the family. The Gnome Manuscript Part 1 Origins, Habit and Culture by Wilmer Tal uh, I think it started with my... Uh myself being raised a protestant christian uh, because the occult was off limits and you know what is off limits is interesting right and when i got into my adolescence uh, my puberty period i started to rebel against my parents very heavily uh, with the occult <laughs> and, yes. and satanism in in, in particular yes. Yes. And 
Well, looking back at it, I, I'm, I'm a bit smiling about it. It's, it's, it's a bit silly, but at the time, it was really serious. And it made sense. It made sense at the time. It it, it made sense at the time, uh, yeah. mainly because I was very much attracted to the philosophy behind the Lavey Satanism. Right, right, right. Um, right. And he's in this uh, side of the Atlantic. Um, he's at your side. <laughs> yes, on th on this side. Yes. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I. I started rolling into everything my parents objected to, UFOs, uh, parapsychology. I, I followed a course of parapsychology in uh, 1988, 1989. Um, and after that, uh, I was really back into the UFOs again. Yes. And in 1994, I started going back to college, and that's when uh, some of my faith in uh, the occult got ruined, uh, because you start learning the scientific method. Right, right, right. Um, I returned to my occult interests uh, around the time when I had to write my master's thesis. Uh, I was looking for a subject and everything I was thinking of didn't appeal to me. It didn't uh, uh, really uh, make me enth an enthusiast for the subject. And my cousin's son came to visit me one night and he was telling me that he was in Edinburgh in Scotland and yes. he had seen a play called Azatot. And as you know, Azatoth is part of the Lovecraftian yes, yes. Uh, mythology. And and we were talking and suddenly uh, the, the subject of the Necronomicon came to my mind. And I was kind of looking over the internet for what I want to find out about the Necronomicon. Is it already been done? And it wasn't done. I was looking into the... Um, uh, the, the way the Necronomicon was uh, conceived as a commercial product. A, right. a book that people wanted to buy because they believed it existed. And, right, exactly, yeah. yeah. And that was one of the, uh, the things that uh, really uh, excited me. And uh, I got the subject passed in the, at the university, so... Uh, I was a go, and uh, a year later I graduated on a thesis called uh, Necronomicon from Fiction to Falsifying History. A study of a concept by H.P. Lovecraft. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> it's so interesting because we never talked about this, and we have done uh, one interview about your uh, first um, Elderman's... Um, that's the right. Silent Listener, um, The Life and Works of uh, J.H.W. Eldermans uh, in 2018. And, uh, and at that time, you told me that you were going to um, pursue uh, this second book, which was uh, the one that we're talking today, The No Manuscript. Um, and, and it, but we never talked about you. We should talk about, uh, you know, first of all, this is this is a very interesting project because it's a three-some project <laughs> from Troy Tri Books. Actually, it should have been one book, but there was so much material. So much, yeah. It was yeah, so yeah. much. Yeah. And I proposed the three books to Jane and she immediately jumped up from oh yeah that's, that's great that's a great idea and she already started thinking in uh, boxes where uh, all three parts could be uh, included put in yeah, yeah. yeah. So she had all kinds of ideas so she was very happy with the idea to make it a trilogy yes yeah and and it's but, just amazing so the, the first one is not the no manuscript which yeah. is the first part right and and this is dedicated to the to Elderman's research on little people. It is. Um, then there's two more volumes that come after that. The, the second one will be, and I'm very looking forward to this, uh, the Gnome Grimoire: Magical Workings with Natural Nature Spirits, and and that would be 
concerning magic, of gnomes, uh, rituals, um, etc. Um, and then the third part would be Gnome Compendium, the Gnome Compendium, miscellaneous writings, which is pretty much every material that can be categorized, um, and about people who actually are associated with gnomes or who have witnessed um, gnome encounters or, or, or were part of... People uh, associated with gnomes associated or people with, yes. who really witnessed gnomes. Right, right. Now, you haven't, have you? No. I have I have seen three, but they're all plastic. <laughs> they're from... Are they in front of you right now? <laughs> nope, they're no. in my vacation home in uh, on the Veluwe. I see, I see. I see. Um, so, um, do you believe in gnomes? Is there anything that led you... I mean, because I know that Elderman's... Uh, for, there's two moments of Elderman's on this, right? The yeah. first moment he said no, he was very skeptical, blah, blah, blah. He was just, you know, gathering information in his own way, and we know the you know investigation that he was in um as a civil servant etc so we know that his methods and then but later in life he actually said you know what maybe there's something about this that mm-hmm. <laughs> i haven't contemplated before uh, are you of the same opinion personally well, or for the moment i uh, have decided for myself that i don't believe in them but i do really love to see one so, <laughs> okay. If the, if the moment is there that I really come uh, eye to eye with a gnome, yes, then I will accept it. It 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 that, that's good. I'm um, slowly coming to the realization that um, our personal experience is as important as a objective experience. So that, that the those two are a kind of blending into one experience for me right right i'm not right. that uh not that um how do you say that i'm so cursing that english isn't my first language my primary <laughs> language <laughs> it really isn't mine either in my mind uh yes, like, like, yes. Is, there, is there a dictionary right uh, right no, I'm, so, I'm 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 really somewhere in the middle now. Uh, there was okay. a time that I was really opposed to uh, anything that could not be proven. Uh, maybe right, it's right. because I turned fifty last year that I'm kind of mellowing down. But uh, this is I, very interesting because you you were born in '69. Yeah, is that it? Okay, I'm '71, so um, not '71 years old. I'm from '1971. Yeah. I understand. <laughs> So you're two years older than me, which is uh-huh. uh, really cool. Um, so first of all, I have to thank Troy Books for this um, absolutely amazing volume. Uh, and uh, they are marvelous. It, oh my god, it's just it blows my mind every time I open a book of Troy Books. It's like it, it, it's an experience in itself, just the books. <laughs> and and I have. I have spread the virus, which is not really, it's a good virus, but I have spread this this uh, joy um, to other countries, which is very good, you know, so I have a lot of people from Brazil that are buying them as well, so it's a really good thing. Um, so, absolutely exquisite, um, you know, edition, and uh, it, it's it's a part one, so it's really cool, and, and what we see here is... Um, a chapter one views on gnomes in the Netherlands, which we will talk about a little bit. Oh, yeah. um, chapter two, J. H. W. Elderman's and his gnome research, and then you have gnome origins, species of the, of the little people, psychology and appearance. So you went through all of these things, which are categories that you formed when and you. you I, I had to because you had to, right? Really, yes. really all over the place with uh, right. <laughs> uh, if, if you see the manuscript for yourself, right, you don't know where to start because uh, it jumps from uh, the Satan's gnome to uh, the gnomes from Ida uh, on, on Crete. Uh, it's, it's, right. it's all over the place and it, it just needed some categorization to make it uh, more tangible for the readers. 
I'm so grateful to Elderman uh, Elderman's to to actually had r- written this because you know mm-hmm. it's not only the the information that he obviously pulled off from different sources, but the designs and the drawings are just you know you just want to see that <laughs> in real life. You know you want to see that little shoe or that little you know little cap for the head, and and it's just amazing. The first thing that I want to ask you is um where are you on the other two meaning uh, writing the other two or, oh, or, they're, or compiling they're written, they're written. they are uh, oh um, okay they're already with troy books as well uh currently we are editing part two okay and um, okay. I don't know how far Mary has got uh, our editor, but um, I just I'm, I can't wait, especially for the, <laughs> the second part, which is the magic workings with the nature spirits, which uh, second, reminds me. It's the me. second part, but it, it has yes. the least chapters. Yes. Yeah. There are only three yeah. chapters, but it's the biggest yes. book in the trilogy. It's the biggest book, yeah. <laughs> you mentioned that last 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 time we talked about that. You said, you know, the second book it's like huge. <laughs> it's yeah, just it three is, chapters, yeah. but it's huge. Yeah, yeah. So uh, this remind me. Uh, there's there's a book called the Cunning Man Handbook. I don't know if you know this. Um, no, I it's don't. Called, um, yes, the the Cunning Man Handbook is um, by James Jim Baker. It's an Avalonia okay. book um, published, and it's a compilation of different things from different sources, um, magic and you know conjurations, invocations, you know all of those things, sigils and this and that. And there is one that it's about Oberon. Which is really interesting. The spirit is not really called Oberon, actually. It's it's called Oberion, but still, I mean, the spirit of the sun and the moon. So it actually, uh, it reminded me, you know, all of these um, magical things that you can do concerning gnomes, including um, invoking them or banishing them, right? Or get so, pressure for you. Yes. Gnomes are also uh, summoned to uh, seek for treasure. That's another thing that I want to talk to you about. There's so many things that I want to talk to you about. Um, but this one is very interesting because um, we have a book in Portuguese called the Book of San Cyprian, uh-huh. which is basically a book of about black magic. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's this guy who was a very good magician called San, called Cyprian, and then he went... I mean, there's this all of these editions now of, of his book. But one of the editions that are in Portuguese... Uh, one of them, it's um, it, it actually talks about that. It talks about how to find treasures, and there is there is a, some of the parts of the of the book. It actually invokes a couple of spirits by, by names, different names. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't say that it, they're gnomes, but it does say that there are spirits that will help you get the treasures. So that's the connection that it's very interesting that you you know. Uh, but of course, because they're spirits are, of earth, yeah. Gnomes are on one hand spirits. Uh, you right, have right. Theories. Uh, the, the first, you had the pygmy theory. Right. That said gnomes are flesh and blood creatures. Mm-hmm. And then there's the ethereal theory that states that gnomes are spirits, and uh, especially in high magic, you see that gnomes are uh, being. Uh, called the spirits of the north, spirits of the earth, uh, spirits yes. uh, with the element Saturn. So there right. is there is a spiritual connection uh, with gnomes and, and, and the spirits that are summoned to seek for thre- treasure. Uh, mm-hmm. Eldermans also thought that in the Bible, gnomes were mentioned as those that remain in the earth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he, he, he was actually everywhere in his sources. It's very interesting because then, you know, thinking about now all of these things, it, it reminds me of the gene of the lamp, which is a different, uh-huh. totally different thing, which is, you know, the genie in the lamp, um, the genie in the bottle uh, or genies, you know, um, you know, What's different genes? cultures call them different things. Right. So, yeah, um, the genie. Uh, which comes out of the lamp if you rub the lamp, or in this case, you know, it's Arab, uh, you know, magic. Um, and uh, there was a lady once that said to me, you know, I, I went to uh, 
Cairo and I went into this shop and there was this man with a, a lot of bottles and he sweared to me that each one of them would have a genie in them. <laughs> I would love to go to that store. <laughs> But anyway, um, so yes, yeah, so uh, tell us a little bit about what actually, how did you find this? I mean, I know how the manuscript was found. It was found because, and it was part of a thesis correct by somebody well, that found it in the museum of witchcraft the, the 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 thesis was uh, written by a student that indeed found that right. manuscript in the richelle elderman's collection in the museum that was right. in 2003 uh, right. the collection arrived in 2000 mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. graham uh, king and uh, his team were going through The Richelle Elderman's collection, and they came across a lot of stuff written in written in Dutch, and they needed someone, uh, a native Dutch speaker, to go through that material. And then uh, Tessel Baudouin uh, went to Boscastle to sort through all the material, and in her uh, wake, uh, a lot of more people came in to the the, the, the translation. Uh, of the manuscripts Elderman's had uh, right, left right. to the museum, or, or actually Richelle left it to the museum, but it's mostly Elderman's work. Right, right. And then, there was, then a... there was this, this, this peculiar man manuscript about uh, yeah, gnomes, not only gnomes, there were also notes uh, about magic or about uh, the Templars or... Uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And in Switzerland, I came across a uh, manuscript on blotting paper, a similar page layout, similar way of referring. And that's when the idea came to me that uh, presumably Bob Richel had compiled these gnome pages from that manuscript right. and made these gnome manuscripts from them. This is very interesting. Well, the, um, there is another manuscript, 5E, yes. which isn't in the Museum of Witchcraft, but which still is at the Daughters of Bob. They there still is, have this 5E manuscript. Wh wh in. Which one is the one that is lost? And there is references to it. Oh, there's so much lost. <laughs> <laughs> I but don't there know is, where to start. In is it Austria? Uh, no, some... Switzerland, Switzerland. Switzerland, that's it, box. that's it. There was a that's box it. with uh, uh, prox approximately the same title, uh, like uh, nature spirits, gnomes and uh, goblins. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, the, the box was there, but the manuscript was missing. There were a few notes on gnomes uh, in, in, in the, the, the larger manuscript, the 1500 page of blotting paper. There were a few notes on gnomes, but... Uh, There was no such thing as a uh, no manuscript part two, which should have been there. Right, right. So it might appear. We don't know. I mean, you know, it might have been taken by the gnomes themselves. Well, <laughs> to, make, to make matters more complicated, the original <laughs> no manuscript is is gone. Mm -hmm. What's in the Museum of Witchcraft are photostats. Yes. So the, the photos, the, the photo, is it photocopies? photocopies? You're yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is gone. The photocopy original is, the original manuscript is gone. Um, yeah, I found a letter from Bob Richel to uh, Riem Portfleet, uh, mm -hmm. the, the guy who was famous, world famous for his book, The Gnome. Mm -hmm. And he described the manuscript uh, as being being written and drawn on thin leafed pages so he meant mm -hmm. blotting paper yes yeah yeah so the the original manuscript should be on blotting paper and that manuscript is unfortunately missing well we just hope that it, it will come back again um there are uh, um You, you begin the book uh, uh, talking about uh, the Netherlands and, and gnomes in the Netherlands and, mm -hmm. um, you know, the views uh, of, of the gnomes in the Netherlands. What are the main uh, authors that brought that knowledge into light and, and that help you contextualize this, uh, this Elderman's work? 
um, if you are referring to gnome tales in the Netherlands, then yes. the old folklorists like uh, Johan Slemkes, uh, Jacques Sinningen, uh, um, Gustave van der Walpernay, uh, uh, Jacques Gazebeek, uh, those are the people who actually uh, did serious research into the folklore tales in the Netherlands. Um, nowadays, everyone has forgotten about it because gnomes oh it's for children it's it's fairy tales right it's something that belongs in the efteling the the, the big fairy tale theme park we have in the netherlands <laughs> um people if you tell someone uh, you, you that you are seeing gnomes that you are meeting with gnomes speaking with gnomes uh then they will call the doctor and uh, ship you off to the Asylum. Yeah. <laughs> no. The, that that part of spirituality is actually gone here. It, it is. It's really new age, uh, uh, Reiki, uh, tarot, uh, or, or or psychics, where people are very much attracted to. But they are mm -hmm. actually forgetting all the supernatural beings that still have their presence in the woods and the moors of the Netherlands. Mm -hmm. uh, the reason why they should be afraid of the dark. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, there are, if you go east in the Netherlands, there are so many wonderful tales about werewolves, devils, uh, white women. Uh, the kind white of White women. It's that, that, that to me is amazing because we have the same in Portugal, the white lady. Oh, in the woods. great! Finally, yes, yes. If you go, if you go to the Netherlands, in the east they are scared to death of the white women, and in the west they don't know, even don't know they exist. <laughs> well, it's but very, it's, it's very, very interesting to see the similarities between the countries, and you know. Well, um, I, I, I do believe that the white women are uh, somewhere from a Germanic folklore seeping yes. into the Netherlands. Uh, because they also have a tale about a uh, cannibalistic witch in white that roams through the night. And it kind of uh, reminds me of a white woman that starts shrieking if she sees you and uh, the next day you're oh, dead. Yes. That yes. Those are tales yes. that people are telling each other. Yes, yes. Have you seen, um, now that we're talking about this, have you seen the, the latest uh, film? Uh, Gretel and Hansel. No. Oh my God! You have no. to. You have to. I had it's tried really good. Suspiria yesterday, but uh, that's I very good as well. But I'm telling you, this one is really an interesting take okay. on uh, on that story. Is is it more in the vein of the folklore tale or? Uh, oh yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> this is why I think that he would yeah. love it. Then, then I approve. Yes, yes. So. um what do you think that gnomes are really after all of this work that you're doing with them and and the alderman's um manuscript uh, where do you think that they come from in your personal opinion what what really they are in their origin i, I, I think they represent that part of nature um what people uh, consider the power of the earth and uh, not as much as uh, the sky or the, the the trees or but really the what's in the ground uh, mm -hmm. should be something powerful in there and i think the gnomes are part of that uh, but if you look to nordic folklore then the dwarves live underground and they are the masters of forging metals and that's right uh, yeah. mm -hmm. the, I'm, I'm still kind of uh, limping on through two thoughts here because on one hand I think they represent indeed a, a, a kind of spirits of the earth on the yes. other hand I think that maybe there have been smaller people uh, which were very much unto themselves and didn't mingle really with the human population which have led to stories about uh gnomes 
Uh, take for instance uh, the Flores Man. Uh, don't don't know if you have heard about him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The uh, fossils they found of Flores, Indonesia. Yes, yes. Those mm-hmm. were little humans. Yes, yes. So that that's also a a possible source of where it could all have started. Um, the, the the unfortunate part is it's all happened in. Uh, a time of our history when nothing was written down so we are uh, speculating at best (laughs) yes that's right yeah 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 um uh, so uh, this is another thing that really and this is why i talked about the bottle and the genie in the bottle and all that Uh, because you know it comes with it so you talk about what what can gnomes do for you, and then Edelman, Edelman's actually talks about that as well. Um, they have um, they have uh, they can give you things. They, they can have a relationship of give and take. Um, yeah. You talk about the food. This is just an amazing book because talk about the food and how do you preserve the food um, for the gnomes only. Uh, without being taken by the animals because that's, you know, it could be taken by the animals. So how do you position it? How do you guard it? You know, there's Uh a couple of devices. It's very interesting. But um, do you feel that these relationships, um, and this is, you know, something that happened in other cultures as well. There's always a relationship between either accidental when you step into a fairy ring, you know, and then you're mm-hmm. driving to madness and dragging to the underworld. Uh, or... That's um, a British thing. <laughs> right, right. But, or you have an exchange. They will do things for you if you give them whatever. And, or, what have you found about this? The relationship between humans and, and gnomes. Well, the relationship in the beginning was friendly between humans and gnomes uh, mm-hmm. it changed once the humans started to worship other gods and the god of christianity in particular because gnomes right. uh, appear to be very anti-christian uh, in their uh, opinions <laughs> yes um, <laughs> they are very opposed to church bells uh, they don't like the visit of the priest um, those themes are uh occurring actually around the netherlands in total where they have gnome tales uh, not every region has their uh, own history of gnomes the more north you come the less gnomes you have uh, the most gnome tales are told in the southern provinces and uh, they also tell about gnomes that uh, when they are working for you and you decide to spy on them because you want to see them, they can make you mm-hmm. blind. Mm-hmm. But the most interesting thing is that in uh, the, the province Ceyland, which is geographically the closest to the United Kingdom, mm-hmm. uh, the gnomes can lead you astray. And we know that from the, uh, the, the, the fairies, British, yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the, the being pixie-led. Mm-hmm. It's the mm-hmm. same. It's the same principle. So uh, there are some weird parallels between uh, the, the, the known traditions. But uh, when you look more to the north, uh, we have a more Germanic gnome tradition. When you go to mm-hmm. the south, it's a more Celtic gnome tradition. Mm-hmm. So there are various traditions at work. Uh, for instance, is it more? Is it more prominent in the north and in the south, or it's just different? No, it's influences? more prominent in the south. In the south, okay. Yeah. Do you think that this has a correlation with Christianity at all in terms of geographical evangelization, or, or you know, there, there will um, the in the incidence of Christianity was more in the north, or it has nothing to do with it? Mm, what What surprised me was that the, the region where most of the gnome tales survived was a Roman mm-hmm. Catholic region. Oh, and we know the Roman Catholics were quite uh, opposed to views of the supernatural. Yes. Uh, or they forbade it, or they tried to Christianize it. Uh, yes, still the, today. Incorporate it into their religion. Yes. Um, so 
the, the, the fear of the gnome in the south should have been considered if it even survives the uh, workings mm. of the Roman Catholics to forbid it or to incorporate it into something. This uh, is very interesting. Uh, well, it, it becomes uh, much more interesting because I was reading a book from Ronald Hutton, The Witch. Yes, yes. And uh, he discussed the fear of witches with uh, the people in England that are living yes. in uh, Celtic language uh, regions like uh, Wales mm -hmm. or Scotland. Mm -hmm. And it appeared that those people were more afraid of fairies than of witches. <laughs> and that started... Then it started to work around in my head, like, oh my god. Wow. Yeah. So, the, the fact that uh, we in the south of the Netherlands have the most known tales, uh, we also have the most archaeological finds of Celtic origin there. So we yes. have Celts living in the Netherlands who right. hopefully right. left those stories. And I'm now in the process of looking into uh, other uh, folk habits uh, of the people there which could mm -hmm. be related in some form to a celtic ancestry so it's 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 quite exciting now <laughs> i'm i'm i yes well i was going to mention something that um we do in portugal which is you know very innocent i guess that nobody really thinks that this is witchcraft um and uh, or that has been, or or you know cult related or anything um but um my grandmother used to if you lose something so if you lose a key or, or if you lose an item what they used to do is they used to get one of those cloths that you wipe your dishes with yeah and they would um get into a chair and one of the legs of the chair, you would have to tide uh, that cloth in with a knot. And they would call it that they will tie the devils uh, in that chair with that cloth until the item would be found. And lo and behold, it might be like a coincidence or not, but things would come up. You know the, and we know that fairies or little people or whatever, or even gnomes are known to take things and hide things oh, yeah. from you. Oh yeah. Um, and it's so children. this, yes, yeah, yeah. And then we have all the whole Irish tradition about you know the the changeling, yeah, the changeling, which mm -hmm. we know that it's very. But this is a very interesting thing as well, tying, you know the gnomes into the chair or <laughs> tying the devils into the chair it's devils it's not the devil it's devils which is very interesting it might be a little bit of a celtic tradition there but i'm not sure um well, it could be it could be the celts were all or over the europe uh right right before yeah. Uh, uh yeah how do you call it if you call it before christ right um uh, uh, uh yeah before common era that's what they say yeah okay yeah before the, the common era <laughs> yes that, that's the new uh yeah before common era yes yeah so at, at attract and banish gnomes um mm -hmm. d do you think that um this has anything to do with a more especially the 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 banishing part to do with a more Christian influence on it, or, or do you think that this comes from the fear of it, or the the? We know uh, we know that you talked are you about looking the, at the folklore side of yes. things, element side yes. of things, because well, the, both. Folklor the folklorists are in, indeed Roman Catholics who are right. very God fearing, and they look at the church as a means to uh, banish the gnomes. Uh, on right. the other hand, Eldermans uses magic. And he uses serious magic. Like, I can't uh, wait for this burning second a, volume. Burning a black cat and using the ashes to bury uncertain points on your land because you know that gnomes will come in through those access points. Or um, using uh, the image of a hand because gnomes cannot stand the image of a hand. And 
or b- certain pentacles or, or talismans mm-hmm. uh, that uh, will contain all kinds of uh, energies or, or, or uh, ingredients that are used to to put inside uh, the material. It, it, it's it's very complicated, but Elements is really looking at uh, magical solutions to get gnomes off your property. This is very interesting because it is. in the beginning he didn't actually... He was just gathering information. Oh, he still is because he, get, he yeah. got this information from uh, this or that source. It, it, yes, it, yes. It's not that he was using it himself. He no, just yes, collected yes. it because he was interested. Well, I can't wait for the second volume because, to tell you the truth, um, I'm very eager to try this <laughs> to attract well you know this is the you, thing you, it, you, it, do you have gnome trouble no no not no. at all okay. <laughs> no 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 but this well, reminds me at the atlantis <laughs> <laughs> oh really <laughs> yeah well, they, they well were, i guess they, that they we had depleting batteries and they were throwing with books so uh well i, I guess think... that we we have that that in here we tried to to do this interview over uh, an app on the phone and we couldn't we had to go all the way through another system for us to be able to be here oh, and recording this interview. it's your fault no of no. course it is yeah, <laughs> of course it is um so the other fascination that i you know you go I, i'm just flabbergasted by elderman's you know accuracy on on all of the areas that you know and and you're so eloquently uh, divided this into fascinated by the alphabets you know and how yes. you know the manuscript says that they they it, it really caught my eye because you know um it, it's it's something that you would think okay so it, it humanizes them really you know, they they mm-hmm. they had shapes, they had clothes, they had like tools, they had alphabets. Um, and then you start wondering if they had books. That's right. That's what I was going for. <laughs> Is yeah, there? I, I wondered myself why are, yeah. why isn't there yeah. a a known culture we can tap into? That's right. That's where right. we can learn from, or yeah, but right, there right. It, it it stops there. They yeah. can read and write in Ogham script and some uh, magical alphabets they can read and write in, or some runes they can read and write in, but they simply don't. Maybe they don't need it. Uh, I don't maybe, know. Maybe would... maybe it was maybe it was an oral tradition. Who knows? But they did. Uh, but but the the fascination about these alphabets. I mean, and of course, they, these alphabets. There are are they used? Uh, they are used in other uh, sources. Human sources. I mean, humans use these alphabets. Uh, right, right. Uh, when we were uh, doing the book launch for the Silent Listener, uh, I went with Jane and Gemma to the British Museum, mm-hmm. and there we encountered a, a rock with. Ogham writing in right. uh, the edges, mm-hmm. and I just stumbled upon it. And the day you are uh, writing a book about gnomes that can read Ogham, <laughs> and here you are standing watching this rock with Ogham writing on it, and it it, it, it was really a, a strange, a strange uh, coincidence. Experience. Yeah, coincidence. Right, right, indeed. right, right. Well, but this begs the question: I mean, if they are using alphabets, they are also used by humans. Mm-hmm. It means that probably there was a communication in it to change between the two. Well, if you look at Eldermans, who uh, studied gnome communication, uh, it was That's always right. through images. Uh, a yes. gnome can project images in your mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when you are walking through the forest and you get a great idea, it's probably a gnome that put it in your head. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also has been uh, written down that gnomes can talk in the language of the region, even in the dialect of the region. Mm-hmm. Um, they often choose not to talk because they don't like talking. So they, they don't. They yeah. talk. They talk telepathically. Right. Right. And they rather do that with images than with language. 
But you know, a picture is worth a thousand words. Always. <laughs> so I guess it that is. they come up with that concept long ago. <laughs> so I think that's Assumably, you know who knows. Yeah. Who knows? Now, eating habits, it's another thing that you yeah. you uh, focus on the, you know, the Elderman's uh, manuscripts is it's actually, it, and it's fascinating to me, but because Elderman's found that, that the gnomes would be incapable of eating the food. Uh, the, sp the, the spirit gnomes are, yes. are incapable of eating uh, the, the, the flesh of so gnomes should yeah. have some kind of sustenance. Yes, they have to. But um, it was no, Elderman's had heard from certain people that the gnomes appreciate the effort that humans show yes. to make mm -hmm. food for them. But the food has to be of great quality, otherwise you can wash the windows. <laughs> there was this yes. there was this lady who was cleaning her windows from a white gooish substance, and uh, the the policeman came by that morning and. Right. One of them sampled some of that substance. She was cleaning off her windows, and he went to an apothecary and uh, asked for, "Could you uh, see what this is?" And he uh, studied it. And he said, "Yeah, it's porridge, badly prepared." <laughs> so the, she she made bad porridge, lumpy porridge. They throw it at your window that they don't like it yeah, yeah. they don't like it well you know with reason i mean really who well, would like lumpy hand, porridge on the other hand they they, they sometimes uh, helped a miller uh, with uh grinding uh, the weeds and that kind of things only for a mm -hmm. crust crust of bread yes so yes. why do they accept the crust of bread but they don't accept the lumpy porridge would it be because they can't have fire? I mean, who knows? They uh -huh. can't bake bread. The, who knows? There yeah. could be various reasons, but yeah, uh, yeah. The, there are some contradictory tales going. Things, on. yes, yeah, yes, there, yes, there are. Uh, like yes. uh, in, in in Limburg, our most southern uh, province in the Netherlands, uh, the gnomes are known to be cleaning pots and pans. Elderman yes. mentioned it in his manuscript. Manuscript, yeah. Yeah, he doesn't mention it, but uh, when you start looking into the local folklorists, uh, the pots and pans are actually popping up everywhere. Uh, if you uh, lend How your servant. pots and pans to gnomes, right? Uh, no, no, no. They, they they can borrow your pots and pans to cook their own dinner in it, and uh, in trades they make them as clean as the day you bought them, or you put them on the threshold at nightfall with a treat. And the next morning, you find your pots and pans scrubbed clean. In a way, yourself, yourself cannot do it. And it, right, right. all over the province, those tales uh, originate. So there is some common ground where that story came from. But Elmas um, never mentions it. He, no. He's yeah. very... Uh, when it comes to the south of the Netherlands, he is very uh, scarce with his details. And the funny thing is where the folklorists don't see any gnome tales, Eldermans notes them down one at a time. Wow. Yeah, it's strange. <laughs> it's strange. It is strange. So he writes about also the differences between species, because you talk, you know, there's species. Um, species, he, he often have to go over the border. In, <laughs> right. In the, in the Netherlands, we don't have elves. Or, or not, not in our folklore. Uh, nowadays, we have elves imported. Right, right. Uh, and what about are... Corrigans? Can you believe it? Corrigans? <coughs> Carrigan Corrigans? Corrigans. Uh, those are uh, Breton uh, gnomes. Yes, uh, yes. From, from, from Brittany in France. What is your preferred species, if you wouldn't have to pick one? Spriggans. Why? Evil. I like them. <laughs> they really look neat. And, uh, if you go to Cornwall, you are warned everywhere about the spriggans. And, and, and yes, I never had yes. the pleasure to meet one. But uh, I think once I meet one, I, I regret it immediately. Uh, uh, <laughs> have you ever been to Cornwall? 
I haven't been in Cornwall, but I have been in Ireland, and I have this you intense. Have to go to oh yes, I know, I know. I will, I will. We we went to St Nectar's Glen, and uh, both my wife and I were looking at each other and saying, "If there are fairies, we are going to see them here." Uh, yes, that's it where. Such a, 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 well, if I believe that a uh, certain landscape can have a energy, it's there. Where I so you felt, felt it. it, yeah, right, 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 right. Well, I did the same. I felt the same in Ireland, mm -hmm. and uh, it was very strange. It was one of those. It was almost like one of those movies um, when the the little people or or you know whomever they are, they just glaze your eyes and there is a curtain coming down and then suddenly you're not in the time that you think you are you're mm -hmm. not in the place that you think you are however it looks like the place that you are but without any people in it it's very strange <laughs> and then you come out of it but it's just very strange it's a very strange sensation it's a, it's a sensation of you being in a parallel universe almost like a and these are like seconds, of course, but uh, but it looks like hours. It's just very strange. It disorients you. It it actually makes you you don't really know where you are. You know who you are, but you don't know where you are. Although you know where you are, but it's, you don't recognize. It's very strange. Well, did we you felt that, or was it just energetic? It was just an energy thing. It, it, it was a vibe around you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. you know, you, you're walking there and uh, in the middle of the river, there's a rock with all kinds of rocks stacked upon it. Mm -hmm. and, and we know those as yeah. fairy stacks. Right. Um, it's, it's possible that someone uh, went into the river and thought, ha, I'm going to have big love with all those fairy believing people and I'm going to stack it there. But right. it, it wasn't the only one. The whole area was littered with those things. And it takes a lot of effort for someone to make these kind of stacks everywhere. It makes you wonder. It makes you wonder. Um, <laughs> The other time when I wondered what 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 the heck is happening with me, um, right. it went with Carrie Ann, uh, Graham's wife, uh, Graham. Yes. King, yeah. Uh, to uh, a stone circle, uh, the Stannan Stone Circle on Bodmin Moor, and mm -hmm. I can swear to you that I was standing in the center of the circle. My hands were tingling. See, this is what happens. <laughs> magical so, places <laughs> yeah yeah two years later we returned to cornwall and uh, we went to see a couple of stone circles uh, for ourselves so right. i immediately and uh, the scientist in me said we have to repeat the experiment of and course. then i i didn't i didn't experience it anymore oh you didn't no no and we went to a beautiful stone circle uh, bosco in un uh, near Penzance in the south really a stunning stone circle and with a large boulder in the middle that's uh kind of upright uh mm -hmm. toward the sky and mm -hmm. i was practically hugging the stone but i didn't feel the tingling anymore so that's it was only at that one have you returned there no i haven't returned there but i had another silly experience which I really uh, can't explain for myself. Okay. Uh, we went to Minions in Cornwall, uh, which mm -hmm. uh, is named uh, just at the ridiculous creatures from the Despicable Me movie. Mm -hmm. And you know, the English, they once they have a uh, joke, they will milk it right. every way. So everywhere in that village, we found those Minions. Uh, on on the, 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 the signs uh, when entering the village, there were minions on it. But also at minions are the hurlers. And, and mm -hmm. the hurler is a combination of two stone circles in one. And when we went there, uh, it was really 
uh, well, we had a fog thick as soup. If I stretched my hand before me, I couldn't see it anymore. So thick was the fog. So we passed the hurlers three times without even knowing it. This is it's it's one of the things that, and I've heard uh, this before, where there's fog. Fog is always present. Yeah, and so fog yeah. I've never, ever, never ever experienced before. Yeah, yeah, and then and then and then you don't know where you are, or 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 you're walking in circles. You, uh, you're not. Um, you're. We we did know where we are. Only uh, once the fog starts to move. Uh, we were looking at each other from like, what the hell is that? And suddenly there is a whole herd of cows in front of you, which you didn't see. You only heard them. Right, right. Uh, That's very interesting. Well, no, the, inter the interesting part was when we returned to the bed and breakfast. What happened? I had these uh, flashing lights in my eyes. And we were watching a Netflix series, and it—I can tell you—it's quite difficult with flashing lights in your eyes. But it looked you... like wings flapping. Oh, so in front of you? Mm, I tried to wave it away, but it was really <laughs> in my eyes. <laughs> okay, and what do you think that that is? Well, I explained it to my doctor, and she just said, "Oh, that's a visual migraine." Oh, all right. Was were you in pain? No. <laughs> asked her, uh, if I have a visual migraine, do I get a headache? Right. And she said, "Yes." Afterwards, when yes. the visual phenomenon uh, mm -hmm. disappears, you get a headache. I said, "I didn't get a headache." Well, oh, it might have been something else. Maybe. We don't know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I, I, do, I do not dismiss it beforehand, but I need more proof. <laughs> you have... You're, I think that you're the most skeptical person I know. I really think so. <laughs> I really think to so. To a certain degree, you have to be skeptical. Yes, you are. You have to. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, see, thank you so much. With the, oh, supernatural, with the supernatural, I'm like... Uh, I'm, I'm keeping the door open a little bit. Um, when people test to tell me the earth is flat, I don't believe you. <laughs> no, I don't believe it either. I don't believe it either. Because if the earth was flat, I should see England from the beach. And That's I right. see England from the beach, so there should right. be some curvature <laughs> why I can't see England. Right, right, right. But, uh, but, but all of these things are very curious because you're very skeptical. Um, yeah. And you said that, oh, I'm in the middle now. Um, but at the same time, you're writing about gnomes. I am. Which is, you know, very interesting as well. What What do you think? I mean, is what do you think that it's the impetus for this? Is it really to make a service to Elderman's estate and or legacy? Or is it because you need to find answers? A little bit of both. Hmm. I think the need to find answers is uh, more uh, demanding than uh, giving service to the Elderman's family or the, the heirs of the mm -hmm. Elderman's family. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You have to understand that when I took the job on, I was literally blank about magic. So mm -hmm. I had to read up really quick and uh, a, a lot. <laughs> Uh, if, you, if you look at my bookcase, uh, when when there first was what nothing about magic, now there is uh, one and two, almost two columns of uh, books on magic only. And yes, yes, I'm 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 starting to get more um, expertise on the subject. Uh, not as a practitioner, but as someone who is interested from a cultural point of view. Right, right. But still there are questions like, uh, why do people uh, need magic? Why do they use magic? Uh, what meaning does magic have to them personally? Uh, because you cannot deny that uh, in the past hundred years, uh, 
people like Blavatsky, Crowley, Gardner, uh, Murray, uh, Sanders uh, have an, an, an undeniable influence on Western culture. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And that's mainly my point of interest in the whole subject. Um, and I really like that. Uh, people find some kind of a um, spiritual uh, salvation for themselves in those ideas of witchcraft, of paganism, of... Um, uh, recently, uh, someone asked me from... Uh, Aren't you uh, afraid? I'm being an, I'm an atheist. Mm -hmm. um, that when my life is nearing the end that I will return to Christianity for uh, the, 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 the good of my soul. I said, <laughs> if, if I ever return to religion, I will be a pagan. And it's mainly <laughs> Not a Christian. Because pagans, pagans don't judge people on their, uh, on, 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 on who they want to be, uh, on who they are, uh, what their sexual orientation is. Uh, those are all arbitrary things with them. It, it, it's about the person, and I really, really like that. As a stepfather of a uh, transsexual son, I think it's important that we accept people for who they are and oh, not yes. for. Uh, yes. And and I, I really find that missing in Christianity. Uh, recently, in the Netherlands, there was a debate about uh, churches that were. Uh, liberal towards homosexuals and they should be cast out of the national church council um, well my blood boiled when i heard that because here you have a church who is liberal towards people who are actually uh oppressed by the church for ages mm -hmm. They start to change their mind about it, and uh, as a result, they're cast out of the great council of churches in the Netherlands. Why? It's the 21st century for crying out loud. So yeah. if, I will, if I will ever be religious again, I'm a pagan. What, what about, and this is something that I really admire, it's, it's a project that I really admire, which is really, really... Uh, very interesting, and I would think that you would be too. I don't know if you were or not. The Ritman Library, you know, the Ritman Library. Oh, yeah. yeah. Have well, you consulted the Ritman Library? Um, could you repeat the question? Could you? Could, uh, did you ever went there uh, in your research, or because I know that they're in the in in the Netherlands in Amsterdam. They're in Amsterdam, yeah. Right, right. Uh, it used to be on the Bloemgracht, but they relocated since the Ritman Library had some difficulties a couple of years back. Mm -hmm. uh, I haven't been there because their collection is um, somewhat more sophisticated than I need for the Elderman's research. Elderman's oh, also never visited the Ritman Library. Right, right. Right. Uh, mostly because the Ripman Library was opened in 1984 and Eldermans was seriously ill back then. But if he had the chance, he would have gone. I, I would like to go and see if I can, you know, visit because it's it's a, a, an, an intense <laughs> collection of things. Um, they, they say that they're um, the, the biggest library in the world of the Christian Hermetic tradition. Mm-hmm. Um, but but nevertheless, I mean, it's just they have first editions. They have things that are absolutely amazing that I would like to look at. Handwriting, so oh, I love handwritings. <laughs> oh yes, 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 yes. They have like a lot of stuff. I mean, it's just incredible, and it's it's really cool. It's a really cool thing that I would like to do in Amsterdam. Um, well, thank you so much for being in here, and uh, again, um, we're looking for the second and third volume of this um and you said that the second volume is coming out soon so we'll see we'll we'll wait um uh, very eagerly <laughs> about well, this second volume to this year but uh i we'll have see. Right. To, yeah. to uh, uh 
just be patient and wait until uh, yes. the editing yeah. is done. We'll be patient. We will be. Because we want to hear it and we want to, to read it. And I hope that I can get you back um, to talk about that that magic and uh, oh, that book. Now, uh, we have to thank um, Gemma Gary, Jane Cox, and the Troy Book um, uh, team for uh, letting us do this. It, it was It's an amazing pleasure to talk to you as well, always, Wilmar, and... Uh, and have you um, writing these books that will expand our mind and um, where we can dive into uh, Elderman's uh, magic. Not really, because he was not, he was very skeptical, just like you. Are you sure you're not a reincarnation of Elderman? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> Elderman's passed away in 85, then it was 16 yes, years no. old. So, yes, no, maybe yeah, no, he no, not possible. Something. No, well, maybe, 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 <laughs> maybe he's like right beside you saying, hey, this is it. This is here. This is there. That's, that's another <laughs> Who knows? experience I had during the writing process. I had the impression that someone was looking over my shoulder, watching what I was doing. Well, there you go. And I just, <laughs> I told my wife. I told her, from it, it's like someone is watching me. And, yeah, the, 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 those are the experiences that keep me uh, grounded. Interested in gra- yes, <laughs> yes, and, and yes, of course. Of yes, yes, yeah. yes. Well, thank you very much for being on the, on the Hidden Light, and uh, we'll we'll be back with more um, more Elderman's adventures in magic and uh, the no, no magic um, on the second volume. And thank you for having me on the show. You're welcome. <laughs>